Hey there, hey. And thank you tuning for tuning in to this hump day pod of Born to be a Star. Today is another day and another opportunity for us to recognize our star power. For us to say to ourselves, I can get up today, I can go to work, I'm going to do great things, I'm going to help out my customers, I'm going to help out my community, and I'm going to do the best that I can. We can look in the mirror and we can say to ourselves, yes, I can put out myself 120%. And yes, I can aspire to do crazy things. If I'm a student, yes, I can go to class on time. And yes, I can be enthusiastic and energetic because I understand long term what I'm going to gain from it. Following that, the yes, I can means that you can learn a new language. You can pick a new hobby. You can decide you want to read a new book. You can decide a lot of things. Yes, you can means you're going to do it and you're going to do it happily. Following the yes, you can outside of reading a book, picking out a new hobby, traveling, uh, maybe sewing or knitting, baking, finding a new series to watch, deciding you want to change your nail color or your nail shape, deciding you want to switch your nail salons, deciding that you want to go to a nail salon because you don't want to paint your own nails, deciding that you want to try to make new friends or you want to get involved in your community and the town you live in, saying to yourself, yes, I can to those things just means you're giving yourself the power to do them. Following the yes, you can is the never give up. Because if you give up, how are you going to get to the best part of your story? You're not going to have a best part of your story if you're giving up on yourself or you're giving up on your story. The best part of your story comes from your ability to understand your power. I want to encourage you, inspire you, and I want to instill in you that you can't give up on yourself and you can't give up on somebody that you love. You can't give on something that you're fighting for and you can't give up. I talk about it all the time. Do you think dealing with polycystic ovary syndrome was easy and simple? It wasn't. It like broke my heart, the thought that I wouldn't be able to be a parent, right? It really, it broke me within my soul and my heart and in my mind consciously. It was like affecting me like mentally because it made me just feel like I was stuck in quicksand and I was stuck in cement. Like I'd never be able to get far. But... I didn't stop. I talked to Father Ford at church. I asked God for help, right? Not thinking I'd get it. And I went to the doctor and her secretary called me on the phone and told me, I don't have polycystic ovary syndrome. And you know what happened. I dropped the phone and I cried because I never thought God would give me that gift of being able to be a mom, a mother, someone that my child can rely on and look up to, an inspiration of my light to theirs. And I get to be that. That doesn't mean that I might not struggle with infertility and that doesn't mean that I might not have kids tomorrow, but that does mean that I will be able to have children come out of my own womb and I'll be able to conceive on my own. That does mean that mysterious things happen to you when you least expect it, right? Somebody could be sick with cancer and they could recover from it. They could have like laryngitis or they could have like bad allergies. Like they could have like bad food allergies to like milk or dairy. <clears throat> and one day it could just all disappear. Maybe they have asthma and they can't breathe and they like pass out. And it's really bad and they can't talk and they can't like walk fast. 
And that's an element for them because they can't work out the way that they want to. Or maybe they have a bad disc or something like that. Or pinched nerve. And every time they walk somewhere, they feel nothing but pain. And their body goes through this like system of the down and it's just it's just not good. Even if that is the case, maybe if they take life one step at a time every day, they'll feel a little better. And so you can't give up because something's hard. You have to get through the negativity to get to the good. And the best part of the story isn't five minutes after a movie starts. It's typically at the end or near the end of it. So get your popcorn ready and get your soda stream going because our movie hasn't gotten to this peak yet. Moving on from the never give up to the why not today, because indecisiveness and procrastination isn't the answer to anything. Waiting forever to make your, your mind or make a decision isn't going to get you anywhere. It's just going to have you sitting there waiting for the outcome. And that's not how to live. That's how you don't live. Right. It's an uncomfortable feeling. You're not going to get anywhere. Waiting for someone to give you approval or waiting for your parents to finally accept the decision that you made. It's idiotic. I don't know if like people are always going to be happy or if they're going to approve of everything. But you can't wait for people to approve of anything if you're not living your life. And that can go for friendships, family, whatever. Why not today means... Outside of what I just said, you can't wait five years to decide you need to get the dishwasher fixed in the kitchen. If you're going to paint the walls, you got to decide what color you're going to paint the walls. If you're going to fix something or travel or learn something new, you have to do it. If you're going to start having children, if you want to buy a house, if you want to change your career, if you want to change your major at school, if you don't make those decisions fast, You're just going to be waiting. And the longer you wait, the less time you have. You can't push the day out for tomorrow if you need to go shopping or you need to fix something or the the washing machine doesn't work, whatever it could be. If these things aren't working out, you have to find a way to get them done or they won't get done on their own. Indecisiveness is not a good thing. It's a bad thing and it's a detriment and you have to find a way around it. Make a decision and live with it. Following the mantra of the story, let's get to one of the best parts of the convo and the best parts of the pod, which is no many allow, no many allow, no many allowed, because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. The first thing I'm going to say is every day Joe Biden is the president of the United States of America. You can bet on all 10 fingers and 10 toes. Unless you're missing some of your limbs, maybe you're a veteran or maybe you had diabetes, whatever the case might be. You can bet that he's going to say something stupid. One of the people that are in the Democratic Party is going to misuse their power. And on Monday, today is Wednesday, I forgot to tell you about what happened at UPenn, right? People are getting fired from their jobs at these prestigious universities where they're saying that it is okay to rape women especially because they're Jewish but that's not how this works and I don't think we should stop at UPenn I think we need to go after Yale 
and Harvard and any other Ivy League school. We need to go after UCLA and we need to go after all the colleges and universities in New York City, Chicago, and anywhere you could think of that they might be trying to hide. And we need to set a new precedent. You say something, you live by that. And you can't take the words back and you can't hide who you really are and try to pretend like you didn't mean what you just said. Watching women's bodies on the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro made me cry horribly. And it hurt to see that. Young women my age at a party praising God the way that they believed in. And their punishment is to die. But for what? Hamas. And these terrorist groups that are created by Iran don't get a way out because these presidents of these colleges and these institutions want to be on the left side and they don't want to say things incorrectly. This is the problem with education and we can't just have the problem with education be fixed because of what happened in Israel. We also have to have this happen because they've attacked white people. They've attacked anybody of color that disagrees with the Democratic Party. They've attacked women because they allow men to pretend to be women and take over women's sports. And they attack a lot of things, which is leading me into the next part of my conversation. No, we don't care about LGBTQ rights. Men are not women. Trans women are not women. That's not reality. Like, it's not, okay? And I'm not going to be disrespectful to men that want to be women and they want to walk around with a wig on and all that. I think Dylan Mulvaney is bad for business. And I think that at some point we're going to have to call these things out. But not every gay trans person is bad. They're not. But the majority of them are. And that's a detriment to somebody that just might not feel comfortable in their skin and they might want something else. But what I'm saying is they don't really care about the LGBTQ or people that have mental issues that they need help or they probably need a psychiatrist. They don't care about that. They see it as a money gouge. They see it as an opportunity to grift into it so they can get money and get attention put on them. That's what these celebrities see. That's what all these people in Hollywood see. That's what all these money grumbling idiots see. They see it as a grift, just like the Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd and all that crap that happened a couple of years ago. The climate ruse, the, the, the ruse about COVID. It's all a grift. It's all a grift. And racist too. It is all a grift and nobody actually cares about these people that are sick. And why are we bringing children into it? Children don't know about gay, straight, trans, any of that stuff. They're kids. They don't know what sex they are. They cannot make decisions about their sexuality at two and four. And if any adult human being thinks that they need to be put out of their goddamn misery and they need to be locked in a fucking jail. I'm saying that. Ask somebody that spent time in a classroom with children. 
All right. I have a master's in education. Right. I have enough experience to know I've been student teaching. I've had my own classroom. I've been around kids a lot. Right. A lot. Right. I can definitely tell you that young kids, 10 year olds, 13 year olds, even kids in high school, they do not need to be in an environment like this where. They are being forced to learn these ridiculous things. Which leads me to the next part of my conversation. Kids aren't getting smarter. They're getting dumber. They're not smart. They can't read. They can't write. They can't hold cognitive conversations. They can't talk to each other. They're becoming dumber by the day. Our educational system is corrupted and it needs to be deconstructed completely. And I know some people want to talk about just the parents and the fact that it's parents that are making it bad too. But it, it's that's a part of it. The real problem with education is the teachers. The real problem about education is the teacher unions. The real problems with education is the people that are in charge of all these things in these states, in these towns, in these cities, in these inner cities that are big with the problems with culture. The problem there isn't just the parents. It's the climate that they're creating by incentivizing cancel culture. I'm a victim. And I'm going to get famous by making a TikTok video. I can rap about raping women and selling drugs and sniffing cocaine and doing things illegally and and smoking weed, right? We have basically created a group of kids that they don't want to do anything. What do you think Generation Free is? We did that to them, man. And not just me, but adults did it. Adults aren't paying attention to their kids. And you know what? Like, parents aren't sitting there watching, like, how much of the homework their kids are actually doing. They're not, right? They aren't. They're not doing that. I know we want to think that they are, but they are not. We are creating an environment where, as these kids get dumber, they're going to miss out on any opportunity they could have had because it's not going to come to them. That's basically what's going to end up happening here. Education continues to die. And it's funny when I hear somebody say that the problem with education is how kids are learning at home. If the only way that they're learning is at school and at school they're being indoctrinated from zero to 17. How do you think at home is going to help with that if a parent isn't aware of the fact that their child's being indoctrinated out of school because the school is hiding it. The school is telling the child, you can be whatever sex you want to be. You can do this. You can do that. Your parents don't have to know anything. Do you know what that sounds like? Abuse. No, motherfucker, you don't get to tell my kid what they can be and can't be. You're not me. You're not the parent. We need to get down to the basics here. People need to stop over-governing and, mind, and they need to start minding their business. And until we get back to basics with that, I don't know how we're going to move forward with anything. These kids can't read, 
right? They don't understand history and they don't understand anything. Money doesn't fall from trees and hard work and dedication is the only way you're going to be successful and you're going to have something. And until we get back to that, I don't know what we're going to have. We should all be concerned about these four-year-old children that are being treated like pawns. We should be. What's the plan here with these democratic idiots that are in office, that are in power, where they keep attacking children and misleading people and they keep acting like black people have to vote for them or anybody that's a minority has to vote for them or that white people are the problem in every regard, in every way, like white hate, right? They they use white hate groups or the, the MAGA people. Like, do you understand what MAGA stands for? Let me tell you, make America great again. Why wouldn't I want to make America great again? Do I want to make America horrible again? Because it's horrible right now. You know why America is horrible? Because Democrats can't add, they can't calculate, and they can't think things out full throttle. Not today, five years down the line. These things that you're doing, the debt we're in, what you're putting on the back of children is horrible because you're going to be fucking dead and you are incentivizing people to not work and you're incentivizing people to get handouts and that's not going to last forever you're fucking over the millennials and you're just making everybody's lives hell the american dream is to be able to buy a house and have a family and many people can't do that because they're scared their children won't be able to grow up correctly and they're scared something, whatever they have, is going to get taken from them. So you've already ruined that. What exactly are you going to accomplish here by allowing all these illegal aliens to come into this country? Because when you allow these illegal people in here, they start to discover that having illegal people in here doesn't help them. And most of the illegal people you are bringing in here, some of them don't want to be here and they want to leave because they get here and they get to see what it looks like. And they're like, this is America. You're basically taking away the structure with immigration and you're making it so that you're allowing people to come in here just so you can get votes. And that's not how freedom works. And if all you Democratic idiots don't like freedom, why don't you go live somewhere else? Go live in Russia. Go move to China. Right. Go move to Korea. Go there and never come back. Give your passports up and give away your ability to be an American. Because I'm proud to be an American and there is no other country outside of Italy where I'd want to stay. Maybe even Ireland. Outside of Italy, Ireland or maybe the UK in some areas like Britain. There's no other country I'd want to live in. So if these people that love the way China treats their citizens love that, why don't they go live in China? Because what's the plan here with the Dems? Do they think that this is a good idea to allow all these illegal people into our country with no repercussions? Do they think it's a good idea to allow people to commit actual crimes and kill people on the street and the subways and these people that are psychotic and need like a mental institution, do they think it's okay to continuously do this every day? Like there's not going to be consequences. The consequence is going to be that they're not going to get reelected. They're not going to be able to suck the titty of the government and keep these positions. Letitia James is done after this. 
it's likely that nothing's going to happen to Donald Trump with Letitia James because he hasn't done anything. He didn't hyperinflate any numbers. They're a bunch of fucking idiots. That's not how that works. They don't understand reality. And they are looking for a shortcut to get rid of someone who's going to dance on them. They don't like competition. And they don't like the people having a voice. The Democrats have lost. And they might think they've won. But the person that's the president of the United States of America right now is doing a horrible job. And the vice president is doing an even worse job. And AOC is not a good look. And neither is Jamal Bowman pulling a fire alarm during a vote. That's basically showing who you people are. And I know that Fox News had to pay some ungodly amount of money to some vote to some voting thing with a voting machine. But it's likely the voting machine was really faulty. And it's likely the stuff that Tucker Carlson was saying was right these people don't care about you and they never will they care about one thing power and i care about one thing freedom i will fight till i die for my children to live in a place that they can call home that they don't have to worry about a terrorist trying to kill them in There is only one side to be on, and it is the right side. War is not pretty. Those people that thought it was a good idea to say that the protesters on these college campuses have the rights to frighten Jewish students and have the rights to rip down the names of hostages that are still there deserve nothing but the darkness They should be blackened out of any light, anywhere, anytime, any day. And they should be held accountable by losing their jobs, by having everything that they thought that they had ripped from their hands. They should be blacklisted from society entirely because I can't be okay with people talking about victims like that, real victims, right? Mothers who are getting slaughtered in front of their children. And children that are being burnt alive in front of their mothers. Can you imagine your child being put in an oven and baked? Think about that. They don't care at these liberal colleges though, do they? And this is the Democratic Party. In Minnesota. And in all these Democratic states. This is who they are. And this is who they've been. Who do you support? I'm with Israel. Civil living is gone. And now we're just living in a joke of a joke of a joke. Moving on from no me allow, let's get into the main part of the conversation. You don't have to acquiesce to a damn thing. And I'm tired of acting like we do. If you don't like something don't like it you don't have to change your mind because someone else wants you to i had a conversation with a family member last week about education and the family member was saying that the reason kids aren't educated is because it has something to do with the parents not taking part in that and part of me agrees with that but another part of me agrees that there is a problem with the educational system like you can disagree with someone and have your own opinion 
You don't have to acquiesce to something to the point where you're taking away your view. Like, that shouldn't be the point of anything. You should always have your view. Your view should always be available. And if it isn't, then what do you have? That's the point I'm trying to make. How can you be in an effective voice if you don't have a view or a thought or feeling? How can you acquiesce to someone and you disagree with them? You shouldn't be acquiescing to anything. And when I see people doing that, it turns me off automatically because I can't help feeling like, what am I watching? Like, seriously, like, what's happening here? (coughs) It's just insane to me to witness these things, right? To witness an environment where everyone wants to be a victim and someone has to always be right. But I will not acquiesce to things that I disagree with that I don't believe in. And I will not bend the knee to anybody because no one is my king or my queen or my God except for Jesus Christ and he's not here right now, right? Until he comes back and he reigns, he is the only one I bow down to. Now, I bow down when I go into uh, parish because that's what we do every Sunday. But outside of that, I will not bow down to a human being. I will not change my serious views around because you don't agree with me. The reason I'm so passionate about politics is one thing. It's my life. My life is connected to politics in a way that. And nothing else is connected to it. Like, I love my husband. He loves me. We have an amazing relationship. He is my soulmate, my partner, my better half, the other person that I call me. But he has to deal with politics, too. He's connected to it just like I am, just like you are, just like they are, just like everyone is. We cannot acquiesce to things that do not follow into our guidelines, our principles, and our values. And when you do that, when you seriously start trusting in something that isn't trustworthy, you have nothing to show. And what's the point of that? Is there a point to that? I don't think so. At all the best people are crazy. All the best people are crazy. I think that everybody's crazy to an extent. And I think if you're not willing to rip off the band-aid and be who you really are and maybe fart or laugh or have fun or tell a joke and nobody laughs at it and you think you're a comedian but nobody's at your show, unless you're willing to like be real, you're just another swallowed up boring person I think you have to have a little bit of personality and I think all the crazy people that are loud and insane and say crazy stuff are like the best people like I like fun people that are loud and crazy like I am like people always tell me why are you so loud blah 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 but you know what like I'm loud for a reason I could probably be really quiet and like whisper and talk like this So you can barely hear what I'm saying. But if I talk like that, how are you going to hear what I'm saying, right? I like to be the host of the show of life. 
And that's what my role is. And as the host of the show of life, I got a little louder than everybody else. That's how I show I'm the host. Life is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be thrilling. And it's supposed to be unbelievably hard and amazing and all these feelings all at once that don't make any sense. That's what life is. But the crazy people, the ones that take risks, the ones that aren't scared, that are fearless, unapologetic, outgoing, outlandish, they wear ridiculous things. Those people are the best of the best. And some of them are are a little too crazy, like Britney Spears. But it's okay. Some people like crazy in moderation. Personally, I like crazy all the way. The best people are crazy. For decades, they told lies. And I'm talking about like superstars and uh, like John Legend's wife and these people that are desperate for attention. You see it all the time. Like their Kardashians and like people that just want you to sit there and scroll through their social media and look at them live their lives. Those people. Yeah. Honestly. Why are we doing that? People that are telling you lies have one intention. For you to believe them. These. Celebrities. That want you to believe that. Their show is better than another one. Are, are doing that for ratings. They're, they're telling all their business. They're letting everything out of, you know, some secret lair. They're doing that because they want you to watch them, right? Like, the Kardashian mom is on these commercials on TV because she's really trying to paint herself as something that she's not, right? Even her husband that is now Kate Jenner or whatever her name is. They're doing this stuff for publicity. They're lying to you. Like, are they really out to help people? Or are they really out to help themselves? There's my question. Like, what are you actually doing to help your community? Not the TV, but the community you live in. Are you giving money? Are you donating all the money that you're making from the television shows that you're on? Are you a part of something that's going to help people? Or are you just full of it? Like... These people get to lie and desperately seek attention on social media and lie about what they're doing on social media. And even the people that run the social media get to lie. And they get to lie about their intentions attacking teenagers and little kids. And like what the actual intent is going after like a child on social media. The intent of going after a child is so you can rule them entirely. And make them so addicted to it that they can't put it down. That's what the idea of pornography is. That's what drugs are. You become an addict. And you know who loves an addict? The person selling it. That's why you can't be addicted to anything but God. In air. You can't be addicted to food because you'll always want to eat. You can't be addicted to pornography because you can't have sex with everything that walks. You can't be predicted to drugs. Because you might overdose and die. 
taking into consideration what I just said, and you also can't be addicted to attention. Because if you don't get that attention, it might psychologically mess with you and you might end up committing suicide or doing something really dumb. Taking into consideration what I just said, right? If that's the truth, how do we get away from that? I don't know. They're lying and no one really does anything about it. How do you decide your lip shade? I don't know. Like, typically, I just go on the Kylie, like, website, and I check out what her new shades are and I decide if I want to order them or not. I have a horrible addiction to her lip line, and um, I have, like, I don't even know how many shades. I have, like, at least, like, over 100, probably. I like her matte shades. Those are my favorite. Um, Right now, I'm wearing, like, the red. That's more of my holiday color, but I do have a lot of pinks that I really enjoy as well. I think that the shade of lip gloss or lipstick you're wearing is dependent on what you're actually wearing or what makeup you're wearing. Now, I personally, I don't wear makeup. I'm not going to paint my face up like a doll. For me, makeup's not really my thing outside of like lipstick or lip gloss, maybe a little bit of mascara. Outside of that, I don't even put on the lashes. Some people get like fake lashes. And I had somebody explain to me what lashes were. But that's like something I don't want to do. Like, like I'll get my hair done like that or maybe my eyebrows. But like, I don't know. Makeup's not my thing. Like, I don't really see the point. I think that I like Kylie Cosmetics. I like her brand. There's a bunch of other brands that I like too. Getting BoxyCharm really has given me the ability to understand like different like brands or colors or forms or textures. And it really gives me the ability to decide what I want to wear more than anything else. So I do think that when you're picking out a lip shade, it's dependent on what you're going for. Are you going for a pink? Are you going for a red? Are you going for a raspberry? Do you want something darker? Where are you going? Like, where are you wearing the color? Like, I think that's that's what helps you make that decision. Kate Spade is fire. Oh my God. So I've been on the Kate Spade website. I've checked out the wallets. I found this cute umbrella on Amazon that I want. And I'm totally addicted to Kate Spade right now. I went on my Michael Kors binge which I'm still on because I have a Michael Kors, um, what is this, uh, watch, which I love, and I have, um, some Michael Kors shoes, and I got a couple bags and a wallet, and I'm very impressed with the quality of it. Now, people have said their own thoughts, right? They've said they don't like it as much as I do, and that's fine. I made my own decision based off what I wanted. I wanted, like, a bigger bag, and they had a sell, so I took advantage of it. Um, But I'm also obsessed with Kate Spade. I just, I feel like Kate Spade reminds me of like New York in a way that makes me feel like New York, like I love it because it's like the one city that never sleeps and that's why I love it. And that's what Kate Spade reminds me of, reminds me of that Paris, New York thing, the style that I, I love that I feel like I'm very intrigued with. And that I want to capture myself with all the time. And that's what Kate Spade does for me. Just like the vibrancy of the colors and, and the way they use the textures. And like 
it's just everything that I want. That's Kate Spade. And so I love the designer. I love what it represents. And I like it. I also like Tory Burch. So right now, I'm kind of on my Kate Spade, Michael Core, Tory Burch like vibe right now. I'm really going in between the UK and the New York vibe as far as, as, far as style goes. And I think I'm going to stick with that for the new year as well. It's really, it's working. You know, I've got the curly perm going on. I've got the Chanel scent. And I've got the bags that are easy, lightweight, good quality, matches everything, comfort. That's what you're going for. And if you're looking for something that has style that doesn't die, I definitely recommend Kate Spade. I'm addicted to it and I can't wait to add more things into my collection. Moving on from fashion and fun, let's get into watching things. Rick and Morty, I think it's like a cartoon on Amazon, looks entertaining. The Simpsons, I can't remember the last time I watched The Simpsons, but I'd be entertained in watching them again. Um, Far Away Downs, eh, maybe. Snapped. Mm, Rookie, that's like a movie. Have you ever seen Rookie? Is that a movie or is that a show? I think it's a movie, but it could be a show. I don't know. Special Forces World's Toughest Test. That's like an action show where they're like trying to like climb things and do things that are like nearly impossible to accomplish. I gotta say, I don't know if I'd like that, but I'd watch it. I don't know. I definitely know I wouldn't pass the test, but I'd look at it and be entertained to see how far people would really go. Maybe similar to like the show called The Challenge. I think I'd look at it. Mm, Quiz Lady. That's a movie that's on there that looks okay. So far on Murder at the End of the World, which is on Hulu. And a bunch of those things I just named are on Hulu too. I like the show. It's like a mystery and it sort of has, like, tech involved in it. So for me, it reminds me of the show called Debs that they had. I'm really intrigued by it, and I want to see what happens next. I like the weird sci-fi shows from, like, the Midwest that kind of make sense but don't make sense. And you're trying to figure out who did what and when and how and why. I'm intrigued by that, and I find it entertaining. Um, and if you like mysteries, too, I definitely recommend you watch it. Um, it's definitely something that I'd advise. I don't know how many episodes we have left of it, but it's good. Skip, how many episodes do we have left of um, Murder at the End of the World? Uh, right now there's seven. We've been through three. Four more episodes, so we'll get to it. Moving on from watching things to eating things. Protein shakes for breakfast. Like, I need to buy some toner up. For my breakfast shakes and almond milk and just mix it up in my blender and drink that for breakfast. I think I'm going to end up going back to that. Chicken lasagna soup. So basically you put chicken and you do lasagna noodles and you do a heavy cream and you do Italian seasoning and you put in some ricotta and you put some mozzarella cheese in and you basically... You could put that into one of those instant pots and you let that brew or you can make that in a soup pan or a soup um what you can either make that over the stove or 
the instant pan and i think you'll be very surprised with how delicious and good that is i would also add in like chili peppers and i would also make sure you find a recipe of ingredients that you feel more accustomed to to make that and i think you'll really like that that's definitely something that's appropriate for this time of the year next part of the conversation christmas cookie fudge and i know you're like what don't knock it till you try it. I found it on Pinterest and it actually looks good and it was fairly easy to make. They like they like whipped up the fudge, they put it in the oven, they let it cook off for like I think 15 minutes. They cut it up into chunks and it looked really good and decent. I mean, I think I tried too. Make sure you get the recipe so you can follow it detail by detail. Marshmallow popcorn balls. Do we think that would taste good? I mean, I do like marshmallows and I do like popcorn. Is that going to be a good connection together? We'll have to find out. I think that'd be very appropriate for this time of the year with the holiday. I say we try it. Garlic and herb cheese spread. Yeah. As we get closer to the holidays, we're all looking at making charcuterie boards and everything. I think that would be something that I would put on a charcuterie board. The garlic and herb cheese spread with some crackers. Mm, can't go wrong with that. That definitely sounds like something I'd want to eat. Anyways, it is the end of this hump day pod. Thank you for tuning in to the pod of Born to be a Star. Don't forget that you are a star wherever you are. And I will see you same place, same time tomorrow on Thursday. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hope you're enjoying the holiday season and you put your Christmas tree up and you're watching all the Christmas movies you can watch. And that you realize that you're a star wherever you are. You are the light in the darkness. And that's the only way that I can see. And I hope that I am the light in the darkness for you as well. I'll see you same place, same time tomorrow. Don't forget that you're a star wherever you are. Bye.